Fair Catch Kick, the 15-minute fantasy football podcast. I'm Paul Stoltz, former professional kicker who spent way too much time in the offensive film room. And I'm Anthony LaFreary, an award-winning sports reporter who won cash this weekend thanks to Paul's recommendation. <laughs> Dude, we have been on fire on the daily fantasy recommendations. I think, what is it, are we up to five out of six weeks where our listeners have won money uh, based on our recommended lineup of the week? And the sheer amount of cash this weekend is absurd. <laughs> it's wild. We had somebody win 7500 One of our listeners won 7500 bucks. Another listener won 800 Anthony won money. Um, and I personally put in a $3 entry for the Monday Night Showdown and won $600 last night. $3 entry. So uh, if you are in the playoffs, great. That's what we're going to spend most of our time talking about. If not, then we're going to hit a lot of Daily Fantasy later on at FCK Podcast, on Twitter, on Instagram. Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Share it with your friends. Comment in the comments section. Uh, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, at Sunday noon Eastern time, we, of course, will be live on air to answer your start set questions. So for those of you that follow us on Instagram, you saw the post we made. We took in all your questions. We took in the players that you want to hear the most about and the situations you want to hear most about. That's what we're going to be talking about first. And then we're, of course, going to follow it up with our top five waiver wire ads of the week. Okay, Paul. So first question up. Uh, Scraplack is asking an outlook for Raheem Mostert. Specifically, does he work in a flex? Yeah, we were all a little disappointed uh, on Monday night when there was still a carry share going on with Jeff Wilson Jr. We still saw a little Tevin Coleman. McKinnon was pretty much phased out. I strongly believe that Mostert will see 15 touches from here on out. I think they've just been working him in a little bit. And they went down early, so they got away from the run. I don't think that'll happen moving forward. Count Mostert in for 15 touches. I agree with you. All right, Ant. We get a lot of questions during the playoffs about streaming defenses. Have you given that any thought yet? Any defenses you'd really like to, to focus in on? Yeah, I certainly have because this is a great time of year to stream defense. Um, right off the bat, let's talk about the Washington generics. They had a really strong showing on Monday late afternoon. Um, they also get the Niners next week. That's a pretty nice matchup because they're kind of still working their way back. Uh, Arizona, they play the Giants this weekend. They, when they're hot, they're real good. Panthers get Denver. Denver's offense is a mess. And here's, if you're really desperate and want to take a flyer, um, Dallas and Cincinnati play each other. Both offenses don't look that good right now. If you're really desperate, worth a shot. Yeah, I like the first one that you said, especially uh, yeah. the Washington generic football That's team. That's my favorite of the lot, yeah. You know, Kendall Fuller has been exceptional. Um, their defensive line with Montez Sweat and Chase Young is like, I mean, Monster. they were getting all over uh, the backfield last week. I like that one a lot. Yeah, totally with you. Um, here's a good one for you, Paul, because this is your guy, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire Stoltz. Is he startable going forward? Yeah, look, he, he, was, he was sick this week, right? He was clearly only going to play on an as-needed basis. He was really in like a reserve role, just in the same way Fournette was earlier in the season. What happened when Fournette got back, even though they activated him that one week? 
they put him in the next week, right? Edwards Hilaire is going to be the same thing. He's still the starter. That's why they have Le'Veon Bell, though, so that when they're in situations like that, there's no major drop-off. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is still the number one running back in that offense. He is safe moving forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there, buddy. Uh, he, he's the most talented back there, and I'm always in favor going with the most talented back. Uh, here, here's a good one from D- Jacob. Your good boy, your buddy, DJ Chark, or Sterling Shepard for this week? Who do you like better? That's a difficult one. Uh, Chark's value is partially tied to whether or not they want to strut Minshew out there, only because Glennon's a, a statue. He's got a good arm, but he's a statue. And Minshew likes to find Chark after rolling out, after scrambling around a little bit. With that said, here's what I'm doing. If I'm looking for a 20-point game, 20-plus point game, and I want to throw a dart, I'm going Shark. If I'm in a position where I need 12 points, I think Shepard's good for 12 points every week here on out. Yeah, I I love that situational take. I I 100% agree with you on that one. All right, Ant, I got to give you credit. I have fought you on this all season. Jalen Hurts is now the starting quarterback for the Eagles. I didn't think we'd see it till next year, but we're seeing it now. So I have to ask you, Jalen Hurts or Mitch Trubisky? Trubisky, Trubisky, Trubisky. He's shown he's started. He's shown, albeit he can be a starter at times. Hurts is too much of an unknown. And, Paul, we were talking about this last week. We love Trubisky's schedule going forward. I mean, it's just ludicrously good. So I'm Trubisky all the way. Yeah, really good schedule moving forward. He put up some good stats. He hasn't even done that with scrambling in the pocket a little bit. I really like it moving forward. Yep. Yeah. Uh, from Joe Enrico, uh, uh, DeAndre Swift Stoltz or, and, or rather, Lamar Jackson. He'd like an outlook for both of them. Right, so it's not a choice. It's an outlook. Yeah. You know, uh, by the time this gets released, Lamar Jackson will have played, so I'll know a little bit more. Lamar Jackson – has faced really good defenses of late. So he hasn't had that big Lamar Jackson game. I think he turns it around here. All running backs are healthy. Lamar is healthy. I think it's going to be a good game. So I hope I'm right. And I think he's going to be a dude that can run you through the playoffs if you've been loyal to him moving forward. Swift, I don't know what the deal is with this concussion thing. They said he was sick this week and it was unrelated to the concussion. concussion. I have to assume that if you've been patient with him and you've made it into the playoffs, where full systems go finally. The only thing I'm worried about is Peterson has done a nice job on the goal line. Will that affect Swift's usage on the goal line? I don't know, but he will be the, the back on the first two downs for the Lions. I'm all, I'm all in on Lamar. I, I think his schedule is, is really good from this point on, and you got to ride or die with him. Um, Hines and Taylor in PPR. Do you like any of them? Uh, if you don't, any recommendations? Yeah, so if they're finally removing s- slow, mediocre Jordan Wilkins from the fold. He's only getting five carries a week for the past few weeks. They've, tr- they've decided they're going to re-entrust Jonathan Taylor with the bulk of the carries. Here's the deal between the two, though. Naheem Hines is not playable, in my opinion, in a matchup where the Colts are going to win. In those matchups, that's the 20-plus carries from Jonathan Taylor. The Colts live and die in the trenches. 
And that, and, and when you live in the die in the trenches, it's about pounding the rock, right? In games where they're potentially going to be down fighting from behind. I think they have a game against the Steelers, for example, where they might be behind. That's the game where Naheem Hines catches five to eight balls and he's your guy there. Yeah, that's really, really spot on analysis, Paul. I think Taylor is, again, I like to go by talent. I think he's the most talented, but, you know, situations you also have to take into account for. You know, we hate having to predict how a team legislates usage between receivers or running backs, but you've been pretty good at grasping what Tomlin and the Steelers have been doing amongst their receivers. So, Juju Smith-Schuster, is he somebody you're trusting in a flex or wide receiver two spot moving forward? 100%. Juju is their best receiver. You say it week in and week out in our weekly Juju Smith-Schuster versus Chase Claypool segment. He's a fantastic, far superior route runner. Uh, He's just the guy Big Ben in that offense is going to trust, and I trust him to be a sure thing that's going to give you 10 to 15 points a week no matter what, like clockwork. Yeah, look, uh, Deontay Johnson's getting more targets, right? Claypool's getting more in the red zone and more deep shots, but if you're in a PPR league, Juju is your safest play still. Yeah, that's a great point. I forgot to mention PPR. Well said, Paul. Um, And then last question here. Uh, again, from Joe Enrico, Miles Sanders, or do you take a look at Gaskin or Swift? You know, my answer changes based on if it's PPR or not. What scares me about Sanders is that because of the ineptitude of their offensive line with the injuries have had, Boston Scott has become more viable because he's faster than Sanders. And Sanders' weakness, as I've said since the preseason, is his decision-making. So I'm not as comfortable, actually, with Sanders as I would be with Miles Gaskin or Swift. Swift is my number one. Gaskin is two in a PPR only. Otherwise, I flip that with, with Sanders. I'm not comfortable with Sanders right now. If there was ever a time to be scouring the waiver wire for little Easter egg finds, it is the playoffs. I can't tell you how many playoff teams won two, just two years ago in 2018, 2019, because they grabbed CJ Anderson replacing Todd Gurley off the waiver wire in weeks 14 through 16. There are some players that you're going to be able to pick up that will literally catapult you from maybe that six seed to being the best team in your league. So our part of our job uh, as Fair Catch Kick Podcast is to help you find those guys. The other part of it sometimes is now actually taking that shot on an Alexander Madison that maybe historically was wasting a roster spot, but now that backup running back is really a lottery ticket because injuries happen. All right, Ant, we're going to keep our standard format. You hit him with your number five through your number two. I'll do the same, and then we'll go to one. What's, who's your five through two waiver wire ads of the week? Okay, so I've got a five and a 5A here. These are kind of sneaky kind of moves. Um, I got Corderell Patterson. I like him because he's eligible at running back and wide receiver, which gives you flexibility if you're in a bind. Um, last week, he got 10 touches for 59 yards, and he gets Houston this week. My 5A a uh, guy out of your own heart. You turned me on to him yesterday. I'm going to butcher his last name, but Anthony 
Ferkser? Yeah. Yeah. If John o. Smith is out again, he gets Jacksonville. He got like nine targets last week. Could be a great guy to have. He was, um, he was, by the way, they, they were just talking about him on Taylor Luan's podcast, Bussin' with the Boys. And Luan said what he loves most about Ferkser is he's the toughest and smartest dude he's ever met. Well, that's because his name is Anthony, obviously. <laughs> Definitely. Number four, I'm going to go through this now at lightning speed. Uh, number four is T.Y. Hilton. He's got the pedigree. He's got his mojo back. I know you don't like Rivers, but they have a way to make it work. Uh, Vegas and Houston upcoming matchups. Number three, your guy, Kiki Cootie. It, it, things clicked this week. You called that, so props to you again, Paul. And number two, Ty Johnson. Hey, dude, 22 for 104 with all those other jet running backs out, um, two catches for 13 yards, and he gets Seattle next weekend, who anybody can run on. Yeah, you're going to find we're very, very, very much on the same page this week. So I'm going to run into it and save my analysis for when I announce him. Really, the only big difference we have here is I have Jeff Wilson Jr. at number five. Uh, what we saw during tonight's game against San Francisco and Buffalo was that uh, they're putting Jeff Wilson Jr. They're, they're putting Jeff Wilson Jr. in for his own series. Uh, they trust him enough on the goal line. He had two goal line carries that almost that got stopped at the half yard line. Maybe uh, we are one Raheem Mostert injury away from him being the number one because Tevin Coleman is active and so is Jared McKinnon. And Jeff Wilson Jr. is the only non Mostert guy really getting. Uh, looks today. My number four is Kiki Cutie. Uh, again, he's a product of that offense. It is a matchup friendly play for you when you want to make that call. Hit us up, DM us. We'll let you know when we think it's the right time to, to play Kiki Cutie. Number three is T.Y. Hilton, a guy that was on my do not touch list. I called a bad season for him because he's a deep route runner guy, double moves, intermediate, up the seam, uh, and, and that doesn't flow with what Rivers likes to do. And the difference this week, Ant, was that Hilton was running short, crisp routes, timing stuff with Rivers, who was just flinging it to him, and T.Y. did a great job there. My number two is also Ty Johnson. Ty Johnson is a guy who uh, was with the Lions previously. I don't remember if it was this year or last year, but he's that C.J. Anderson type back that when somebody uh, gets an opportunity, right, like Ty Johnson did with the Jets. He catches passes. He's versatile. He's an okay blocker, and he gets carries. So, Ty Johnson, go for it. Wow, Paul, great minds do think alike. Uh, one thing I was surprised about was that you put Hilton on your list. I know you're not the biggest Hilton fan because of the quarterback situation there. Yeah, look, it's, it's a situational thing. Right. And I think I defended that a little bit and why I have Hilton on there finally mm -hmm. is because it's, it's an adaptation that they clearly made this week that they hadn't previously made of T.Y. being the focal point of short routes, having Pittman mix in some long stuff and some intermediate stuff and having T.Y. go across the center. And it, it's a different offensive mindset that they're, that they're playing with T.Y. Hilton at the moment. Mm -hmm. All right, Ant. Who is your number one? I wonder if we have the same guy. We absolutely have the same guy. Okay. Jalen Hurts. <laughs> it is not Jalen Hurts. No, it's not Jalen Hurts. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm, I just I am having so much fun this week with Wentz on the bench. Get Elf on the shelf. 
Um, no, it's Cam Akers. Okay, yeah, we did. We yeah, did. We, I figured we would. Yeah, Dude, I'll let you have at it first. He's the most talented back in L.A., and as they're pretty much your second favorite team, you love the Rams, and you were texting me all through the game, Cam Akers carry share, Cam Akers carry share. Yep. He's, yep. It's there now, and listen to your playoff matchups. New England, New York Jets, and Seattle. Dude, this is the guy that you could add and be your playoff MVP. Yeah, so just to solidify it for everybody, it, was, it ended up being 21 carries. So this was the first time since Daryl Henderson, maybe week six, that we've seen a true leader in the clubhouse in that situation. Uh, you and I, I believe, have been saying it for weeks that eventually they want – McVay wants Cam Akers to be the starter, and we're seeing it now. Again, Cam Akers versus the other two. You have Daryl Henderson as a speed guy. You have Malcolm Brown as, like, a versatile banger, right, but, but lacks that burst. And Cam Akers is a violent runner who can do many different things. He is a guy worth picking up. I'm not saying start him next week. Let's make sure he is the guy, which I think he is. Yeah. But this is a player that could be dominant coming yeah. down the path here. Yeah, again, Jets in Seattle in your semifinal and your, and your final matchups, that's a guy that could give you 25 points each of those weeks and win you a championship off mm -hmm. the wire. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. By the way, my C.J. Anderson analogy, not that Todd Gurley got hurt and went in, but C.J. Anderson was the Rams running back late in the season. The Rams do like to get away from the pass a little bit and pound the rock to keep their receivers ready to go. Lastly, for those of you that are still looking for some football action, maybe you're out of the playoffs, maybe you're still in the playoffs, want a little more. Uh, we are going to be doing some more DraftKings and daily fantasy work for you guys. We have been winning, dude, me and you both and everybody that's listened to us, we've just been winning money. <laughs> a lot of it. Uh, one of our guys won. Uh, $800 this weekend, another one, 7,500. I mean, uh, we'd love to help you guys out. We've got this thing down to a science and let's see, let's see how, how we roll on it. The science of listening to Paul in DFS. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, hit us up with questions all week, DM us, whatever you need to do. Uh, we are here to help you win your championships. Shout us out, share our stuff. If you can, we, we certainly, uh, appreciate whatever you can do to help us out. Lastly, at FCK Podcast on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, thank you guys for listening to us. Hope you're in the playoffs. And uh, hit that subscribe button, comment on our page. 